Hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. I'm Kelly DeMarco. You may know me as a former news anchor and journalist at Sacramento's NBC affiliate KCRA. For years, you've trusted me to bring you important information about the people, places, and organizations in our community. Well, today, we're focusing on retirement and how to make smart financial decisions about your future. So if you're retired or nearing that important phase of your life, then listen up because you need to reduce your risk cut your fees, maximize your income, and then guarantee that that's going to last you as long as you live. To help us understand how to achieve these goals, we're going to turn to the Peak Financial Freedom Group co-founders, Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. Together, they have more than 50 years of experience as financial advisors. They've helped thousands of people throughout Northern California, and they're the authors of seven books about financial and retirement planning. Most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. The Peak Financial Freedom Group works exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. If you have any questions today, call pound 250 from your cell phone and say the keyword money. Again, that's pound 250 and say money. Welcome to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed at Peak Financial Freedom Group in Sacramento. They're here to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and to understand the importance of a customized written plan to realize retirement success. They're joined by your host, Kelly DeMarco, a three-time Emmy and multiple Edward R. Murrow Award winner and one of the most recognizable storytellers and TV personalities in Sacramento. Kelly is excited to join Jim and Dan today to help you make the best decisions with your money in retirement. So let's roll. The Peak Financial Freedom Hour starts now. Welcome to the show. I'm Kelly DeMarco along with Dan and Jim today and we're talking about how overconfidence can lead to financial ruin. Well, he walked on the moon, yet still knew the importance of humility. Astronaut Neil Armstrong once said, and I quote, I think we tried very hard not to be overconfident because when you get overconfident, that's when something snaps up and bites you. So overconfidence is indeed a problem in the financial world for many investors, and it's why today we're talking about some of the ways it can threaten your chances of retirement success. So Dan and Jim, let's start with this one, overconfidence in the stock market or your ability to manage it in your portfolio. I'm gonna give you a quick example of that. Um, I had uh, a couple uh, back in early January. We just finished up our whole planning process. Uh, He's an engineer, very, very smart. He's done a really great job. He accumulated $4.7 million of assets. Uh, Through that process, he had a risk that was greater than the S&P 500, which means if the S&P goes down by 55%, he was projected to go down by 62%. Well, he was, and I don't want to say arrogant, but he was overconfident uh, with the fact that he thought he could reposition the assets quick enough if that was to happen. In the end, he chose to defer making the decision. He loved what he got in the end, but he said, you know, Jim, um, I've done really good. I have great rates of return. I love what you're doing, but I'll come back to you in about a year or a year and a half when I get closer to retirement. So we just left it alone. Didn't do any business with us. Well, he called me back about 30 days ago, and he said, Jim, um, this is Neil. You remember me? Of of course, Neil. He says, uh, I made a stupid mistake, um, and I have lost half of my portfolio since January. I told you I could get out quick enough. I didn't. I couldn't. And at this point, I need your help. Can you help me right now? And there's so many people right now that have done exactly that, Dan. They had overconfidence that the 
market would continue to go up or they could reposition the assets quickly, quickly, and they got stung. Well, and it wasn't even their fault. They've been taught these things over time. Hang in there, ride it out. The market will always, you know, benefit you. And don't worry. And if you've looked at the last 10 or 15 years before this year, the market's gone straight up since 2009 after the 2008 financial crisis. So it was almost hard to think that the market would ever go down again mm-hmm. because it's so long it went up. We're in the longest bull market ever. But if you look at the stock market overall, when they tell you hang in there and ride it out, you'll get these huge 10, 12, 14% rates of return. If you go from 2000 through now and you look at the S&P 500 through where the stock market is right now, it started at 1469. We're close to 4,000. That's basically a 4% gain per year of the S&P 500 index. And during that time period, you went through two 50% losses, and now we're in the midst of a 20% loss. So we got this minuscule rate of return for taking all those risks. If you look at what happened since 1996 and look at every 15-year time period in the S&P 500, the S&P 500 has only averaged a 5%, 5.03% increase per year over every 12, 15-year time period. So how in the heck are we going to get those 10 and 12% rates of return? So the overconfidence could be measured from when you invested to the high point in the market, but how many people really are at a high point right now? Nobody. Nobody I know anyway. What about this one? Overconfidence in a certain amount of money. Like if someone says to you, well, once I get to a million dollars, then I can retire. But it's not really just a number, an arbitrary number, is it? Well, they've been trained. You saw the commercials on TV, haven't you? That say, what's your number? have all these numbers and it goes down a path and says that's enough money for you well how do you know what that number is so people manufacture this in their mind i need a million dollars no longer it's a million dollars now they think they need two million dollars or three million dollars and if they hit those numbers they think for some reason in their mind they have enough money to retire well there's no way to know what your number is unless you go through a process and it's definitely a process but it's not a complicated process the first step is to determine how much income do you need to spend each month to pay for everything from your real estate taxes to insurance to your car, to entertainment, to travel, to gifts, to charities, to nails, all these things, gyms. You have all these costs, and let's say you come up with a number of $8,000 a month. Well, that's your budget. Once you hit that and you know what your $8,000 budget is, then you create a plan based on what other sources of income are you going to have during retirement, Social Security, pension, real estate income, and now you have your asset base. Now you use your asset base to create enough income to not only to provide you the $8,000 of income, but maybe ten dollars or $12,000 of income. If you do it that way now, your number isn't the amount of assets you have. Your number is your budget. The most important number of anything about your finances is how much money do you need on a monthly basis, Jim, to spend? And then can you create enough income off of all your income sources to give you more than that necessary? Yeah. And and besides that, at the same time, you have to make sure that once you develop this plan, that it's going to work for you. And the only way it's going to work for you is if you don't lose a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand with clarity the level of risk you have right now and the level of risk you're willing to accept in retirement because if your risk is more than say 10 percent in other words the market goes down by 50 and if you lose more than 10 percent say 20 or 30 percent which most people will lose or more your plan likely isn't going to work so you have to not only do the plan that dan suggested and detail that but you also have to make sure that you position the assets in so the plan will work well i had a case just like um, jim had earlier but in a different mode i had a client whose number in their mind for whatever reason was they wanted to be 62 and have two million dollars of assets and then they were ready to do whatever they're going to do to be less risky put a plan together etc well they had 1.98 million dollars in assets 
literally. They're $20,000 short. They're in here, and the spouse is saying, yeah, let's do the plan. Husband's like, no, I have to wait till it gets to $2 million. That was right at the beginning yeah. of this year. Oh. oh. Now they're at about $1.4 million. What do you do at this point? Now they're not even close yeah. to the $2 million. They're way down below where they needed to simply because they had this number, this fake number, this overconfident number that for some reason $2 million was going to make them successful. $1.98 million would have made them successful. Yeah, yeah, but they're not at one down to one four because they're our clients. They weren't our clients. They dropped to one point oh, four. Right. And, and they aren't right now because right. now he's like, she's like, let's do something. He's like, no, I got to get it back to $2 million. Yeah. I'm like, huh, it's probably going to drop to a million before we start rebounding again. Yeah, so overconfidence is what we're talking about today and how that can really lead to financial ruin, especially with what's going on in the markets right now. So if you want a free consultation, first of all, as we go throughout the show, we're going to give you some more tips here, but give us a call at pound 250 on your cell phone. Just say the keyword money and we'll help you set up an appointment. You can also go to our website at peakfin.com and we'll be right back with more after our offer. Most people are deathly afraid of making financial mistakes that will cost them a fortune in taxes. All the financial decisions you have to make for retirement could severely impact your taxes. Decisions on when to claim Social Security and pension benefits, what to do with your 401k and IRAs, how to manage required minimum distributions, capital gains on sales of stocks, businesses, and real estate, and even providing for beneficiaries all have one thing in common, taxes. The chance of taxes going down, low. The chance of taxes increasing, almost a certainty. We can help you make the best financial decisions to manage taxes and put a customized plan together for you in writing. It's called our Peak Financial Roadmap. And if you've saved $1 million or more for retirement, we're offering it to you for free. There is no obligation or pressure to do business with us. This free Peak Financial Roadmap will focus on helping you manage and understand taxes, generate the dependable income you need to live your best retirement life, reduce your risk to avoid large losses, hedge against inflation, and make the best Social Security decisions. You could pay several thousand dollars for a plan like this, but we'll provide it to you for free. There is no hidden agenda. We're confident we can help you avoid costly financial mistakes that could potentially cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars of unnecessary taxes. Our clients typically have $2 million or more assets saved for retirement, but we can work with you as long as you've saved at least $1 million. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. This offer is available right now, so call us today at pound 250 and say the keyword money. Glad you're with us today on the show. We are talking about how overconfidence can lead to financial ruin, especially if you're nearing retirement or in retirement. So we're going to talk about some of the ways that pride might manifest itself in your financial planning. What about this, guys? Overconfidence in rules of thumb. Like if someone ever says, well, I can withdraw 4% of my savings every year. Again, we're, before talking about arbitrary numbers before the break, is that arbitrary for someone to just pick a percentage and think it's going to work for them? Well, I think everyone wants to have confidence that they can rely on some rules. I think that makes all of us feel more comfortable, that if you play by the rules, you're going to be successful. So if someone gives us a rule of thumb, such as you can take out 4% of your savings each year and you're safe, then I don't believe that's an overconfidence. I just think they're believing in something that they want to. The problem is you have to now be able to prove that or disprove that. 
and you better make sure it's in writing. What will happen is you go to your advisor and you'll say, okay, I have $3 million. How much money can I take out? Eh, you can take out 4% safely. You can take out 120 grand and you don't ever have to worry about anything. Well, maybe, maybe not because you have to look at even the safe withdrawal rate rule is only a 95% confidence factor, which means 5% of the time you're still going to fail, mm -hmm. which I don't know if you want to go into retirement with even a 5% failure rate. Some people say, okay, most people say no, but right now that 4% rate is actually as low as 3%. And with that 3% rate now, you can't take out as much money. And they're actually talking about behind closed doors that the safe withdrawal rate, Jim, might have to go down to as little as 1.5%. Yeah. So you have to make sure you're basing a plan on facts, but you can't just take it arbitrarily and look at this big block of money and say, I can take the money out because depending on how that money is invested, what if you have the money all in the bank and you're earning half a percent? How can you take out 4%? Yeah. What if you have it in the stock market and you just lost 25%? How can you take out 4%? Well, I'll give you an example, Kelly. Go back to 2001 and two. When 2000, the market dropped about 10 or 11%, right? So if you took out four, you're really down 14 because mm -hmm. the market's down 10, you're down 14. The next year, you're thinking the market's going to come back. The market dropped about 17%. So you took out, you dropped another 17% besides the 14%, and you took out another four. So now you're down 21% in year two, plus you're down 14% in year number one. And then number three, 2003, the third year, you thought the market was going to come back, and the market dropped 26%. So you're down another 4%. You're now 30, but you're down 14, you're down 21, and you're down, down 31%. You're down over 60%, right? So... Did that work by taking up 4%? The answer is no. You probably would have gone broke in seven years. Yeah, not good. How about overconfidence in your own understanding of how certain products work? And I imagine that when some clients come to you, I even have friends with this way. Some of these guys think, I know what I'm doing. Huh. I know how this, you know, I've been managing my money. I want to, you know, be in control of it. And they don't totally understand, I imagine, how some of the products you have that could really help them along the way. Well, one of the things I think people have overconfidence in, it's not in understanding how the products work. It's just hoping that things work out okay. And one of the things is the stock market. You know, people talk about different types of products, whether you talk about assets under management, whether you talk about mutual funds, whether you talk about annuities, whatever it is, and people think they know less about those things than they do the stock market. Well, how much do they really know about the stock market? Kind of like what you're saying. They don't. Mm -hmm. They just are hoping that things are going to work out. And if they get lucky enough and they buy NVIDIA or Tesla or Apple at a low, made all this money, it's great. But what happens if you had NVIDIA a year ago yeah. and you bought it then and now look what's happened now to the stock price? Yeah. So you could have a lot of overconfidence. Confidence, and a lot of it's going to be based on people aren't taught much about finances. You know, you really didn't talk about it around the kitchen table when you were growing up. Maybe you had one class in high school, no classes in college that taught you about personal finance, nothing at your employer that taught you. Now you have to learn it on your own or rely on an advisor you hopefully can trust to do these things. Yeah. Another key you have here, another problem you have is the fact that people have become stubborn, right? Not only do you have overconfidence, but now you become stubborn because you think you're right all the time, because you think no matter what happens, the market's going to come back and everything you own is going to come back. Well, we do believe that the markets will come back. We really do. But how long will it take to come back? What we don't believe is that every position that you may own is going to come back, right? So if you own individual stocks, it doesn't mean those stocks are going to come back. It doesn't mean if Zoom is down or Netflix is down or um, Moderna is down by 50 to 70%, they may or may not come back or it may take a lot longer to come back. Yes, the indexes will come back. You know, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Russell, those are going to come back. But the individual stocks that you own may not come back. And that's what you guys really help people through all this. It's really interesting to me that, you know, we just talk about 
people have gotten so confident and now things are really changing and it it is not good out there. I mean, we just talk about the stock market's down, but really you're talking about it going could be even twice as low as it is now, right? Well, well, easily, because you look at all the bear markets that have happened since 1929, the average loss has been about 40%. We're down about 20. We're just half. And everyone feels bad right now. Think about how bad we'll feel if it goes down as much as it's already gone down. And then at that point, you'll be stuck. Because if you don't make the modifications to the portfolio now and you're in retirement or getting ready to retirement, and let's say you're down 15 or 20%, okay, you can make modifications and you probably can be successful. If we go down another 20 or 30%, it's going to be very, very difficult, if not impossible, once we hit that level, to allow you to have a successful retirement because it either means you have to go back to work, which no one wants to do, or instead of retiring this year or next year, you might have to work another five to eight years if you let that happen to your money. So you can't let that happen. Yeah, and Kelly, people have to, what they have to do is void themselves of what happened in 2020, where the market came back very, very quickly. Uh, the consumer had a short memory, and that's what they remember. Oh, I'm going to stay in it because the market. It came back and it accelerated significantly. Well, that's true in 2020 because it was a virus-related downturn and the federal government didn't know what to do, so they bought everything to stabilize the market. Well, but, Jim, think about in 2000, the technology bubble, technology stocks took 17 years to recover. Yep. In 2008, the banking, the finance, mortgages, it took 13 years to right. recover. How that, old will people be then? That's exactly where I was going, Dan. That's precisely right. So don't think that you're going to get your money back tomorrow because it's very likely you're not going to. All right. Good advice. As always, Dan and Jim, let's set you up with your free consultation and talk about your money. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, say the keyword money, and we'll get you in here to kind of go over your finances. Again, pound 250, say the keyword money, and we're going to talk more about overconfidence right after our offer. Most people are deathly afraid of making financial mistakes that will cost them a fortune in taxes. All the financial decisions you have to make for retirement could severely impact your taxes. Decisions on when to claim Social Security and pension benefits, what to do with your 401k and IRAs, how to manage required minimum distributions, capital gains on sales of stocks, businesses, and real estate, and even providing for beneficiaries all have one thing in common, taxes. The chance of taxes going down, low. The chance of taxes increasing, almost a certainty. We can help you make the best financial decisions to manage taxes and put a customized plan together for you in writing. It's called our Peak Financial Roadmap. And if you've saved $1 million or more for retirement, we're offering it to you for free. There is no obligation or pressure to do business with us. This free Peak Financial Roadmap will focus on helping you manage and understand taxes, generate the dependable income you need to live your best retirement life, Reduce your risk to avoid large losses. Hedge against inflation and make the best Social Security decisions. You could pay several thousand dollars for a plan like this, but we'll provide it to you for free. There is no hidden agenda. We're confident we can help you avoid costly financial mistakes that could potentially cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars of unnecessary taxes. Our clients typically have $2 million or more assets saved for retirement, but we can work with you as long as you've saved at least $1 million. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. This offer is available right now, so call us today at pound 250 and say the keyword money. 
Like what you're hearing on the show? Did you know that Jim and Dan also have a podcast? On the podcast, you'll hear more discussions about topics such as common money mistakes, handling financial fears, overlooked retirement expenses, and much more. Tune in to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast streaming services. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about how overconfidence can lead to financial ruin. New York Times columnist Carl Richard once said, overconfidence is a very serious problem. If you don't think it affects you, that's probably because you're overconfident. (laughs) So it fits perfectly into our next example of how overconfidence can really threaten your chances of retirement success. And I think, you know, overconfidence affects people's decision making. People just say, look, I'm a logical person. I make sound decisions. I've been fine up till now. I don't need any help. I mean, what do you say to people like that? Hey, Jim, maybe on this session we can talk about how the overconfidence of one spouse can cause a potential negative to the family as far as the financial plan. Because what happens is, in a lot of cases, one member is managing the money, husband, wife, whatever. So let's say the husband's managing the money, he's been doing it for a while. He, in a lot of cases, would have had to have been very confident and even overconfident in bad times to make his spouse feel comfortable because she might worry more, right? And that's just a natural spouse thing to do is try to help. But the problem is then you're protecting them, but you're also hurting them because then you're not letting them know what really is going on. And you also, if you're the one taking care of the money or making the decisions with the financial advisor, because a lot of times that happens, one spouse works with the advisor, the other spouse is kind of left out of the loop. At that point, then the advisor and one spouse have their relationship and are making all the decisions, and they have to both seem very confident to that non-included spouse. So we see a lot of times spouses that are handling the money seeming overly confident, meaning saying things such as, I can write out a 50% loss. How in the heck can they write out a 50% loss when they're 65? Or yeah. I don't. I, I can go up and down with the stock market. We have time to recover. We can delay taking income out of our assets. Well, all those things are the one spouse trying to be overconfident to make sure the other spouse feels comfortable, but it could just lead to dire, dire yeah, circumstances. Yeah. And we have two type of people right now, uh, right now in the stock market. We have those type of people, Dan. They're overconfident. They think no matter what, the market's going to come back. They're going to restore what they lost. They're going to stay the course no matter what. So that's one type of personality right now. We have another type of personality whereby is they're not overconfident. They're following the advice of Wall Street or a broker or an advisor, and they're being told stay the course, and they don't want to stay the course, right? They're frightened. They're watching their portfolio every single day go down, and they're really frightened, but they don't know what to do, so they're just kind of stuck in the sand. So you got two types of people that are making bad decisions right now from our perspective, that you can reposition your assets right now in this market environment so that you have more security, so that you don't continue to lose, and they have the ability to grow the portfolio, and you don't have a large drawdown, which could happen in the markets if we see another 10, 15, or 20% loss. Well, you see, you look at what people want their money to do for them. We find 99% of retirees or soon-to-be retirees, they want the same things. Right now, 10 years before retirement, after retirement, that retirement red zone, and all the way through retirement, they don't want to suffer a big loss. They just don't. They know what that would do to them. They would like to create dependable income that will last for as long as they live and a high enough level of income that allows them to do all the fun things they plan to do, go on trips, etc. They want to feel that they won't use up all their principal. They want to feel like they can leave money to the beneficiaries once they're gone, meaning 
they need to earn a moderate rate of return to offset some of the income distributions they're taking out. And overall, they just don't want to have to worry about their money that much. And they can do this if they then can put their pride behind them and say, okay, I want, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to work with someone that can help me create a plan. I'm willing to work with someone that knows more about money than I know. And that's simply what we do when we sit down with people because we know they come in and all the people feel embarrassed. They feel like they don't know enough about their money. They feel like they've made bad decisions in the past. They feel uncomfortable and they just don't think they have a high financial IQ. Well, it's because no one's ever taught them. Our whole goal is to teach them how they can make those next decisions because we're not going to make those decisions for them. We'll make recommendations, we'll educate, we'll advocate, but they're going to make the decisions, yeah. Jim. And the biggest mistake, Kelly, that uh, people are making right now is they're not doing anything at all because they've been told the market's going to come back. But what they haven't been told is when will the market come back and what you own, will it come back? And you can get what Dan just suggested here is that you can get that planning advice, you can get that education so that you can make decisions right now. And maybe your decision is to stay the course in some of the items, but other the items you can fully protect right now. So there are things that you can do right now other than just saying stay in it and hope like heck it comes back. Yeah, there is a lot of hope. And I like how you just walk people through very easily. There's nothing wrong with a second opinion. I think a lot of people come to you, they're in it, they're, they've been working with an advisor forever, but that was the first phase of their life to help them save. And now they really need to move to people like you who understand the second phase of life because it sounds very different than it than it does, you know, when we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s. Well, we always say you never want to base your entire financial security for your future on hope and luck. And if right. you don't have a written plan, it means you're hoping you're going to get lucky. Mm-hmm. And who yeah. wants to hope they're going to get lucky all the way through retirement and hope they don't run out of money or hope they don't suffer a big loss? Well, we hope that you give us a call and uh, set up your free consultation. So if you do have questions, Dan and Jim are taking appointments. You can call pound 250 on your cell phone. Say the keyword money. You can also look more about us at peakfin.com. And don't go away. We're going to be talking about some of our hypothetical mailbag questions when we come back. Most people are deathly afraid of making financial mistakes that will cost them a fortune in taxes. All the financial decisions you have to make for retirement could severely impact your taxes. Decisions on when to claim Social Security and pension benefits, what to do with your 401k and IRAs, how to manage required minimum distributions, capital gains on sales of stocks, businesses, and real estate, and even providing for beneficiaries all have one thing in common, taxes. The chance of taxes going down, low. The chance of taxes increasing, almost a certainty. We can help you make the best financial decisions to manage taxes and put a customized plan together for you in writing. It's called our Peak Financial Roadmap. And if you've saved $1 million or more for retirement, we're offering it to you for free. There is no obligation or pressure to do business with us. This free Peak Financial Roadmap will focus on helping you manage and understand taxes, generate the dependable income you need to live your best retirement life, reduce your risk to avoid large losses, hedge against inflation, and make the best Social Security decisions. You could pay several thousand dollars for a plan like this, but we'll provide it to you for free. There is no hidden agenda. We're confident we can help you avoid costly financial mistakes that could potentially cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars of unnecessary taxes. 
Our clients typically have $2 million or more assets saved for retirement, but we can work with you as long as you've saved at least $1 million. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. This offer is available right now, so call us today at pound 250 and say the keyword money. Like what you're hearing on the show? Did you know that Jim and Dan also have a podcast? On the podcast, you'll hear more discussions about topics such as common money mistakes, handling financial fears, overlooked retirement expenses, and much more. Tune in to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcast streaming services. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with Dan and Jim and answering your questions. Here's one, guys. This guy says, I just retired. I'm 62. All my assets are in cash. So what can I do? Well, I think that, Dan, number one, um, whatever choice he made, he made a good choice in this market environment, right? Whether it was by accident or whether it was by intelligence, uh, congratulations. But, Dan, we are also in our managed program. We're predominantly in cash as well. We actually didn't make that decision. We use mechanical systems that use algorithms to make that decision. So we've been sitting in, in predominantly cash since February 1st, waiting for opportunities. So right now, being in a cash position is a great position to be in because you have no stock market risk. Uh, the goal is right now, or the challenge is, when do you get back in, Dan? And and, and, and what do you do at this point if you're all in cash? How, what, would you, what would you suggest? Well, whether someone's all in cash or they're all in the stock market, the first goal is to then and start building the plan. And the plan is based on what do they want their money to do for them, whether they have a million, two million, five million dollars of assets, what do they want that asset base to do for them, regardless of how it's invested? Do they need to create income for them now? Do they need income in the future? Is the goal to leave it all to the beneficiaries? Once you can discern that, then you move on to the next step, which is building a budget and finding out how much income do we need and then how much income are we going to have to create off their asset base. And if we do those two steps right there, it's going to create the methodology and the platform for us to tell them exactly what they should do with the money. And just because the market's in a 20% downturn now and probably probably will go down further doesn't mean we stay in all cash the entire time because we use different buckets. Some of the assets will be in cash. Some of the assets won't be in cash. And we have to also make sure we're going to keep inflation at the top of our minds because if we have it all in cash for two years and we're earning half a percent and inflation runs at 10%, we got some problems there. So we want to make sure the assets are invested in the proper manner based on what they want to happen overall with their money. And Dan, I, 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 we know um, because we do this every day, there are instruments right now that you can invest with, invest in outside of cash that will give you the potential for returns and have no market risk while you're waiting for this market to start to move in a different direction. So there are things you can do right now to do the things you just suggested, Dan. How about this next question? Julie says she's owned her business for 20 years and she's selling it now. She wants to know what she should do with the $3 million in proceeds to create income in retirement. Well, the, the first step, again, is going to be to create a plan that shows how much income she needs. So let's say she has $3 million and her business before was generating her $200,000 of income net per year. And so that means we got to generate probably $200,000 of net income because she wants to live that same lifestyle. Well, at that point, $200,000 on $3 million, what that's going to be about 6%. Huh. So we probably couldn't generate 6% off of a portfolio. But if you then factor in the Social Security she might be getting if she's retired close to 62, does she have any rental income? Does she have any other assets? It'll tell us how to then invest those dollars because we know the goal is going to be how do we create 
dependable income. So at this point, we can't just take the $3 million and throw it in the stock market because there's too much volatility. Yeah. Right. You really can't take out much income, if any, from that. If we put it into a managed portfolio, we can then project out that based on significantly lower volatility, Jim, we can take out income from this plan, maybe 3% income from that, maybe generate 4, 5, 6% income from other sources, put it together and create that type of income plan that she needs. Yeah, and Kelly, we have a lot of people coming to us that have sold their businesses or are going to sell their businesses. They've been focused on their business for the last 30 or 40 years, and they really haven't been focused on how to invest money. And what you don't want to do at this point, uh, if you've owned a business and are selling it or have sold it, and you have a lot of cash, you cannot make a financial mistake at this point because uh, that may not be your expertise. That is our expertise. And you have to be very careful at this point of making sure that you design a plan that's going to work for you and that your assets are positioned correctly. Yeah, you don't want to just take all the money and throw it in one spot, right? The business sale is what they have left. Mm -hmm. It's where they probably saved more of their money. They probably didn't do, most people don't do a lot of outside savings Mm -hmm. when they're building their own um, individual business. They put a lot of money back in and that's what they have. And they can't afford taking a 20, 30, 40, 50% risk of loss with those dollars. Great questions. Even better answers. Dan, Jim, thanks so much for all of your advice today. And we're hit or help. So if you want to give us a call at pound 250 on your cell phone anytime, just say the word money and we'll get you in for a free consultation to talk about your retirement. You can also go to peakfin.com. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you next time. Most people say their biggest fear in retirement is running out of money. In retirement, running out of money means running out of income and not being able to pay for the things you need and want each month. Unless you're getting a huge pension, you have to create dependable income that will last for as long as you live on your own. Stock market volatility and low interest rates make creating secure income seem almost impossible. We can help you create predictable income to last for as long as you live and put a customized plan together for you in writing. It's called our Peak Financial Roadmap. And if you've saved $1 million or more for retirement, we're offering it to you for free. There is no obligation or pressure to do business with us. This free Peak Financial Roadmap will focus on helping you generate the dependable income you need to live your best retirement life. Reduce your risks to avoid large losses. Manage costs like taxes and fees. Hedge against inflation and make the best Social Security decisions. You could pay several thousand dollars for a plan like this, but we will provide it to you for free. There is no hidden agenda. We're confident we can help you create income that will last as long as you do so you can stop worrying about your money so much. Our clients typically have $2 million or more assets saved for retirement, but we can work with you as long as you've saved at least $1 million. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. That's pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword money. This offer is available right now, so call us today at pound 250 and say the keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California-registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.